This is Everything Film with Film Robot on BNN Bloomberg Radio in Vancouver. Now back to your hosts, Joe Leary and Patrick Shelton. We are back at the Shark Club in downtown Vancouver. Everything Film on BNN Bloomberg Radio, 1410 AM, also 103.5 FM, HD3. And you can check us out, uh, Patrick. Uh, Podca- the podcast available through Spotify. We're everybody. You know, everywhere. It, We're everywhere. Well, it, uh, I, I would say everybody's on Instagram now, so just type in everything film and you'll find us. Yes. Right? And then we can, you know, in the podcast and everything will follow. So we're talking to people that uh, have pretty stacked resumes and pretty busy years ahead. Uh, Donald Hang is, uh, you got a busy 2022. Yeah, I do. I had a pretty good year last year in yeah. terms of work during the pandemic. So got a few things coming out this year. So let's start off with pandemic-ish because it's still with us and it's going to be for some time to come. But what, how did it affect you directly and what, what do you think it changes industry-wide going forward? Uh, well, the greatest thing is obviously uh, auditions. Um, there like Zoom auditions and things? Yeah, and tapings mostly. So I haven't been inside a room with a casting director in a couple of years now. So... Uh, you know, there are pros and cons to both of these things. Um, I, I've realized in the last year the, the net has been cast way wider. You know, the casting directors don't, no longer have to stagger, you know, 10 actors that they know, five actors they don't know. They can just solicit tapes from across the country, if they will, and they'll just look at tapes. And so their, their, their work has, well, I don't want to say their work has been cut down because they're looking at so much more tape. But um, I found that I had much more opportunity in this last year than I ever had. You know, I was reading for things across the country that I normally wouldn't have an opportunity to tape for. So that's been great. But the workload also has increased significantly. You know, I set up my own taping room and I'm getting so much more tapes to do. Um, You know, it comes along with coachings and all that stuff. So it's been a financial expense of building your own taping room and having all the equipment and all that. I, I know what yeah. you're saying is is legit. I mean, about the fact that you can, you know, uh, do readings or tapings or whatever. But I think, still think there's a value to having that person in the room. I want to see how you carry yourself, how you present yourself, how you interact. And I think that's kind of missing because if everybody's doing things remotely or continuing to do things remotely, you kind of miss that opportunity. I, I want to check the, the person out as a person. Absolutely. I mean, I think that's a question that you would more so want to ask a casting director, but that's my take on it, too. Like, they want to know your personality, how how you're going to be if you're working on a big role. Are you a fun, nice person to go around with, or are you just, like, super into your stuff and maybe you don't take direction well? And that's another thing. They can't give notes. You know, they don't have the time to watch each tape and give specific notes and send it out in email mm-hmm. and say, read tape this thing. They really just have to take it for what it is. Uh, us actors, we kind of lose the opportunity to show that we can, um, you know, be directed a certain way. Um, so again, yeah, pros and cons, for sure. Are you easily directed? I think I am. You I think honestly, you are. Okay. I think I'm. I I personally think I'm. I'm I take notes very well. Yeah. But where I falter is that I have certain biases that if people don't give me notes, I I fall into those cracks and I do things maybe not the correct way in, in, in those sense. Well, I can't speak for the acting world, but in broadcasting, and I learned years ago, there was some wise old broadcasters that said, you never take criticism from somebody you don't respect as being better than you at what you're doing. And I don't know if you can apply that to the acting world. I mean, obviously, if you're just sitting with a legendary actor, yes, if they give you a note, I'm sure you're going to take that to heart. But can, if just somebody says, hey, you know what, Donald, I think you should try this. Do, do you, can you d- deal with that? Um, I think with anyone I work with in the industry, I really try and just serve what they're wanting. So the writer, the director, the producer, obviously, I take their notes. And even if I don't agree with it, 
I'll do a little bit of fight back and explain why I yeah. don't think that's correct. But if they insist, it's it's their thing. I'm here just to serve it. But I mean, if you're talking about with them hanging with my friends and they're watching me, my dad. Oh yeah, oh yeah. My yeah. dad used to be a huge critic. Like he was my biggest fan, but also he was not afraid to criticize what he thought was improper. And yeah, I mean, I feel that's a little bit harder to take because mm-hmm. it's like I'm the one who's doing it, and yeah. you're not. Do you, you think? Know? Yeah. Do you think you're? You think you're a victim of typecasting? And be honest. Um. Like you've you've established yourself at some role and you just keep replaying it, or do you feel like you're up for everything? So I feel like people like me, um, we're we're going through this change in our generation that we haven't seen before. You know, right, the opportunities right. are coming, and there are stories that are being told for Asian Americans, Asian Canadians, that right, never. Right. So so in that sense, no. But I think early on, yeah. Yeah. Early on, I mean, I wasn't even typecast. I was type auditioned. You know right, what I mean? right, right. I wasn't getting yeah. roles, but I was being yeah. brought in to be the gangsters, the waiters, and yeah. you know the nerdy assistant and whatnot. But these days, things are changing, and I'm going out for and and booking roles for things that I never used to. Wow. So you know I what, don't think so. You know, it's funny because I wanted to bring that up because we we we've brought that up a few times before. It's a hard topic to like you know and equality and things that are happening. Do you think the film industry is finally getting it? Um, I think we're moving in that direction really strongly. Whether we've gotten there yet, I don't think so. I mean, yeah, obviously, yeah. you still see, you know, um, the films are being released. We're still a huge minority in terms of the stories that are being told about us. But there are some big Asian American movies that have come out and are going to come out in the next little that's while. Fantastic. Well, it's not yeah. it's yeah. not something that's uh, it's something that's more prevalent today. But uh, uh, Eric Braden, who's a, a German-born actor who plays Victor Newman on The Young and the Restless, and I interviewed him years ago. And he said when he first came to America, because he was German, all he could play was uh, in, in war movies and play Nazis. And that's just the way it was. And he really stood up and he tried to sort of create a situation whereby, no, no, I'm more than that. Yeah, maybe that's my heritage or maybe that's my background. Yes, because I'm German, I play German soldiers. But that doesn't mean that's all that's in the arsenal. And I think it's really important and it's really come to light more and more now. And I think it's about freaking time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I agree with you. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about 2022. <coughs> you, got, you got a couple of features coming up. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, just do you want to start? Yeah, <laughs> which one? Yeah, yeah ah. right up right uh, from. So I guess the first one. I don't know which one is the first one because we don't know the release dates yeah. yet. We just know that they're coming out second quarter, maybe third quarter of this year. Um, the first one is a, f- a film called Sight. Uh, it's starring a Canadian Vancouver legend. Like anybody in, uh, in my circle of actors, we all just worship this guy as an actor, Terry Chen. Mm-hmm. He's a Asian Canadian yep. actor. Uh, so he plays a. Uh, uh, it, it's a true story, a biographical film about uh, the world's probably most famous eye surgeon. His name is Dr. Ming Wong. Uh, he's performed thousands of surgeries, including on Dolly Parton. And uh, the movie is about, you know, it flashes back between modern day and past 1960s, 1970s China uh, about his upbringing and how he lived through that very uncertain period of history and uh, how he's kind of applied all these things that his dad has taught him into developing these new ways for uh, uh, these new procedures to help restore f- uh, sight to the blind. And I play his father, his young father, in the past um, in China. So all my dialogue was um, in Mandarin for this film. Um, and yeah, uh, Greg, and T- Greg Kinnear is also starring in this movie, mm-hmm. which is pretty mm-hmm. pretty cool, cool. Pretty cool thing, yeah. 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 Unfortunately, I didn't get to work with him because we worked in right. different timelines. Right. But yeah, it's, it's nice. Uh, it's always nice to be attached to projects where you have... 
you know, actors that you I'm respect. amazed he's actually playing a father. Look how young this guy he's looks. He's a father. Like father in flashback. Father, father in flashback. But you still were a father. Yeah. You still were a father hey, back then. Yeah. I honestly, I, I honestly, I told the director that. I said, I'm, 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 I'm super honored. But honestly, I didn't say this until I showed up <laughs> on set because I didn't want them changing directions. Forever, <laughs> right, but right, I'm like, yeah. I feel like I'm a bit young, man. Like, I just... I feel yeah, like yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I thought that right off the bat. I had a kid. Uh, so I had a kid <laughs> from five years old, and then I, I see him off until he's like 18. So yeah, there's a 13 yeah. time year span. I mean, I look at myself in the mirror. I'm like, I don't think I can have an 18-year-old <laughs> kid. I don't care how white my hair is, you know? But um, hey. I don't know. Yeah. He, he, he just said that he just, you know, he liked my performance, and he thought that he did think I was young, but he thought that uh, it was more important to have the performance there. Um, so it, because you you spoke in Mandarin, is it is it subtitled for for foreign release? I would imagine so. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're 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 targeting a um, theater theatrical release, hopefully. And yeah. you've uh, you've rubbed sh- shoulders with some pretty heavy duty uh, Asian stars. Yes, I have. Yeah, uh, Fatal Visit. Yeah, uh, that was a film that I auditioned for, and quite honestly, it was one of the worst experiences in my life auditioning for it. Why is that? Uh, because they they didn't hire a uh, Chinese speaker for the the person reading with you, and so I was just getting, you know, the reader didn't know my marks. So when I would have this monologue, she would think I'm done my line when I wasn't, and she would cut me off with an English line, and I just doesn't stumbled like. Uh, doesn't wow. it kind of stand to reason that they should be speaking the same language as well? It'd be easier on us. Yeah, yeah. sure. So would. it was a terrible, terrible audition. Like, yeah. I got cut off like three times, and I didn't even finish my audition. I just had like three more lines but I didn't know whether I should try and go back to mm-hmm. my previous lines or not and I just I kind of just sat there and just looked at the camera and said yeah. okay yeah. and I got called back for it and I was like whoa okay went back in same thing happened same thing happened mm-hmm. in fact we got kicked out of the room they're like <laughs> you got to figure this out and, and I was like I don't feel like it's my fault but I circled all the lines I'm like I'm going to have a pause here Yeah. I'm going to say something else that sounds like this another pause here and that's when you say your line and she's like, okay, okay. And we figured it out, and I ended up getting a role, which was weird. Um, and I didn't know who was going to be in the movie until the day I showed up. And when I showed up, I'll, I recognized some of these stars that I, w- I watched on TV when I was a kid. I took a picture of the name, sent it to my parents. My mom was called me immediately. Like, are you kidding? <laughs> like, are you kidding these stars You know that yeah. you're working with? So well, they you should have got the role considering you were directing it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <clears throat> well, why not, right? If you see it, you got to do it, right? You speak up. That's great. That's yeah. great. No, it's, it's kind of like, again, I'm going to resort back to soaps, but I've been watching Coronation Street for 100 years. And a lot of times when young British up-and-coming actors get a role on Corey, as they call it, their parents are just going nuts because mm-hmm. they've been watching the show forever. And it must be kind of similar, I guess, in, in your parents' situation. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. For sure. So yeah. when, you were, uh, when you were a youngin', much, much younger than you are now, what, uh, what were you looking forward to doing? What was your, what was your thought process when you decided to go down the, uh, the avenue of acting? Okay, so I grew up loving movies. I think, I, I think my first interest in acting was just typical seeing the cops you know, bust open a door with like a gun. Yeah, they look yeah. cool and stuff. I'm like, I want to do that. Yeah. And then that translated to, I want to be a police officer. So first year in university, I, I, I uh, oh, an actual cop. You want to be? Oh an yeah. Act- oh, not not a TV cop. No, I I, oh. I wanted to be a TV cop, and then I decided I wanted to be a real cop. A real cop. Okay. Slash firefighter. Yeah. So I was um, mm, I, I went to criminal. I did criminology uh, first year. Didn't feel like that was for me. Started doing poli sci and history. And, I mean, I did drama throughout high school, and I really liked it. And quite honestly, I, I felt, you know, people say there's no wrong reasons for liking acting, but I personally feel there is. And I feel like I, I got attracted to it for the wrong reasons. You know, I love, well, 
I like making people laugh. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. But I love the applause of it. Yeah. I love the end when people were like, man, you're so awesome. I loved it. It fed my ego for yeah. sure. And I liked it. And I was like, yeah. man, I want to do this. And if you can make a lot of money, why not? And uh, I just didn't know how to get started after high school. But, you know, I was going through my degree. I was almost done it. And I just thought, you know, this is something I'm going to regret if I don't just try and dig out how to do this thing. So I found this course on uh, casting workbook that uh, would film an audition of yours and then send it to all these uh, uh, agents in town. And that's what I did. And I got quite a few calls. I was good enough to get a few calls. And I signed with my agent who I've been with for 10 years. And that's just really how it started. But I mean... Although I always say that I felt like I got attracted to acting for the wrong reasons, I, I definitely feel like in the first three years of, of getting an agent and auditioning, I really fell in love with it for the right reasons. And that really is just like, it's going through devastating moments of your life and experiencing really negative things and then realizing, hey, you know what? I can apply this to acting. Yeah. yeah. And for me, that was just like, that's, that's the epitome of taking lemons in your life and making lemonade. And I thought this is... This is something I love doing. And so whenever there's something that's terrible that happens in my life, yeah, I wouldn't want it to happen, but there's always that little silver lining mm-hmm. there where I'm like, okay, well. So add, a, lot, a, lot of, a, lot, a lot of our listeners and people out there, <coughs> they are just starting out. And you know what? That's part of our, our appeal in the industry is people. So like, um, you know, I've asked this to people before, but I want to ask you straight up, what's the advice you would give to somebody, like a 19-year-old guy that's just saying, hey, I want to take a crack at this? What's your advice? First thing is uh, just do it because, I mean, don't have any doubts about, you know, whether you can do it or you can't do it. Acting is something like I think anybody can do, literally. You are who you are and you are unique in who you are and there is something that is you on screen that needs to be played. And that only you can do in some sense. You just have to, you have to learn, you have to take classes and you need to be able to hone your skills and take direction and whatnot. But everybody has a unique thing to contribute in terms of the acting world. You know, it's not like, you know, I want to do construction Mm -hmm. and I have to go through a course of like doing what I want to do. Acting is like you're pretending to live your life. And so you have a life of experience that you can present on screen, you know, so anybody can do it. That's It's like that, you, you need that person, that's you on that day at the right time yeah. and you, if you're not there you're not showing up right yeah then they're never going to see you yeah that's uh, great that's great how do people follow you on social media sir uh instagram would be hang donald and hang that's donald. h-e-n-g-d-o-n-a-l-d yeah. and uh twitter uh it's used much less but it's donald hang that way well yeah. it's been great meeting you and uh, you got a good 2022 so far and uh we'll have you back and we'll uh, we'll see what lies down the road for you donald. thanks man thank, thank you so much friend cheers yeah. thanks guys